0: welcome back to the hot to best daily pick show here for friday december 29th back with some more college basketball and college football action here for today's card got a decent slate of games on tap for today so we'll jump into all of that here in a second quickly though before we do if you haven't already subscribed over on dub club go get subscribed take advantage of all of the benefits over there and get early ad free access to all of the youtube uploads you can get dub club notifications every single time that i post my picks access to the Discord server, and of course, my recommended unit size. So like I said, if you haven't already signed up, use code CHRIS3 at checkout to get your first three months for the price of one, only $19.99. And as always, I truly appreciate all you guys who have signed up. Without you, none of this is possible. So thank you all so much, and let's jump into today's show now we start today's show off with maine taking on minnesota for maine coming to this game is the 215th overall team in the hot power ranking minnesota is the 48th overall team on the offensive side of things minnesota gets a big advantage in this game 34th overall while maine is the 243rd overall team um, defensively minnesota also gets the advantage 67th overall maine the 196th overall team here entering this one and You know, overall for this Minnesota team, it is a team that I have really enjoyed watching here this season. Um, you know, even really going back to that Nebraska win that they had, you know, in the, the early big 10 conference games, I was very impressed with what I saw out of them in that game. And while they've had some stumbles against better teams, certainly it is a Minnesota team that has played extremely well, um, and has shot the ball extremely well, a 56.3 effective field goal percentage on the season. And they're hitting 35% from beyond the arc really, you know, compare that over to what Maine has done. Um, Minnesota is the far superior shooting team and unfortunately for Maine don't have the toughest strength of schedule I mean Charlotte at the beginning of the season their first game of the year um and UCF I guess are their, are their two toughest games but would have liked to have seen a little bit more challenging opponents coming out of this main team um you know in their non-conference schedule and really have just not done a great job shooting the basketball comparatively to who they've played a 50.7 effective field goal percentage on the year only hitting 32% from beyond the arc and I guess counterpoint they are playing Minnesota in this game so you do got to give them some credit for that one um, but overall it is the main team that offensively Hasn't been the best this season. They've struggled in the rebounding department, certainly 350th in the country when it comes to offensive rebounding An area that Minnesota has definitely succeeded in, 36th in the country, not to mention the Minnesota defense has played extremely well this season, only giving up a 45.8 effective field goal percentage on the season and only allowing 33.2%. From beyond the arc, Maine, on the other hand, hasn't been nearly as well, hasn't played nearly as well, giving up a 48.5 effective field goal percentage on the year and allowing 31.1% from beyond the arc. Overall, I really like what I have seen out of this Minnesota team here to start the year. We've been on them a few times at this point in the season. I think it's a team that's going to have continued success. What the gauntlet of Big Ten play is going to look like, obviously, that's a conference that feels like it's going to eat itself alive really across the board but um at least in this game i think it's a minnesota team that's going to be competitive it's going to come out big um and i think they get a big win over maine here taking them here against maine now, next up on Friday's card, we got Jackson State taking on Northwestern. For Jackson State, come into this game is the 344th overall team in the Hot of a Power Ranking. Northwestern is the 49th overall team. On the offensive side of things, Northwestern has been strong this season. 26th overall, while Jackson State the 348th overall team. Um, defensively as well, Northwestern has looked good. 78th overall, while Jackson State the 302nd overall team here coming into this game. And really, you know, for Northwestern, so far this season have been you know at the peaky peak of college basketball and maybe the very bottom a win over purdue obviously in early december you know was that peak and they looked very good in that game and you know coming off of that one nothing but high hopes for this northwestern team and then, then they go and lose to chicago state a few weeks later now as we've discussed in you know previous episodes the last week or so chicago state is nowhere near as bad of a team as they once were but they're still not a good team and they're certainly not a team that Northwestern should be losing to at this point. So um, definitely, you know, two realms, different realms, different ends of the spectrum, whatever I'm trying to say there. Um, But it is still a Northwestern team that I do like coming into this game. And overall, you got to give Northwestern some credit. They've shot the ball well this season, a 52.8 effective field goal percentage and hitting 34.9% from beyond the arc. Certainly better than what Jackson state has done. Obviously Jackson state, you know, hasn't even played a home game yet this season this will be the final road game of their gauntlet a couple neutral site ones in there as well Uh, but they're finally back home in their next one after this one here but overall have not shot the ball well a 46.7 effective field goal percentage on the year and only hitting 31.1 percent from beyond the arc now obviously do have that win over missouri earlier in the year so something to hang their hat on there but just across the board have struggled this season um, their defense hasn't played great, a 55.9 effective field goal percentage on the year and given up 39% from beyond the arc. Now, not to say the Northwestern defense is great, but it's certainly been better, only allowing a 49.4 effective field goal percentage and 33.2% from beyond the arc. And most notably, what Northwestern has done extremely, extremely well is is the turnovers both on the offensive side of things not turning the ball over and on the defensive side of things forcing turnovers northwestern has been a very very strong team jackson's State defensively has been all right but their turnovers on the offensive side of things have certainly taken them out of some of these games um here as the season has gone on i think this is a game that jackson state is going to continue to struggle in. i think northwestern um you know is going to look to get a nice little win here before conference play starts and i think they do so in pretty big fashion this one I'm taking Northwestern over in Jackson State here in this game now the next game we'll take a look at here on today's card eastern illinois taking on siu edwardsville for eastern illinois coming to this game is the 191st overall team in the hot power ranking siu edwardsville the 306th overall team on the offensive side of things siu edwardsville does get the advantage here in this one 211th overall while eastern illinois the 255th overall team eastern illinois also getting the edge defensively 167th overall while siu edwardsville the 329th overall team coming into this game and You know, both these teams are hard to judge because they both scheduled an ungodly number of non-Division 1 opponents here to start the season, something that I don't necessarily love to see. I mean, Eastern Illinois more so, um, but nonetheless, it's hard to judge either one of these teams from the schedules they have played. I mean, for Eastern Illinois, a couple of standout things that we can look back at this non-conference schedule for them. The game at Kansas, though they only lost by 8 points, was darn impressive, and then if that's anything to show for what you know the future of their season in the Ohio Valley might be, it is an Eastern Illinois team. Um, that i think could be very very dangerous now overall offensively speaking in you know the non-conference schedule we're not the best the 43.9 effective field goal percentage on the year only 33.3 percent from beyond the arc but still an eastern illinois team that remained competitive in a lot of their games and certainly SAU edwardsville is going to have the slight edge shooting as we enter conference play here but not by a huge margin a 47.9 effective field goal percentage for them they have been much better from the perimeter though hitting 35.1 percent from three not much better marginally better anyway from the perimeter But one area that Eastern Illinois I think is going to have the advantage in this matchup in particular is on the defensive side of things. As far as pure shooting goes, um, they're very similar. 52.5 effective field goal percentage for Eastern Illinois Edwardsville at 52.2. But SIU Edwardsville has struggled to defend the threes this season, 36.8% allowing from beyond the arc. Eastern Illinois, while they're not great, they're only allowing 32.9% from out there. Not to mention, Eastern Illinois has done a really good job rebounding the basketball this season, which I think could certainly be an advantage for them here entering conference play. And again, neither one of these teams are great. Um, but in the grand scheme of the Ohio Valley, I think Eastern Illinois is a lot better than maybe their non-conference record and schedule really looks like. I think going into this game to open up the Ohio Valley play, it's going to be an Eastern Illinois team that we see play well. I'm taking them here against SIU Edwardsville. Now, the next thing I to take a look at here on Friday, Fresno State taking on San Diego for Fresno State. Coming to this game is the 181st overall team in the hot tip of power rankings. San Diego is the 127th overall team. On the offensive side of things, Fresno State does get the advantage here. 123rd overall. Well, San Diego, the 289th overall team, but often or defensively, it is San Diego with the advantage. 43rd overall, Fresno State, the 229th overall team here entering this game. And you know, for Fresno State. They don't have any great wins on the season, have been a fairly competitive team, and have obviously shot the ball great, but would have liked to have seen them, you know, pick up a couple of, you know, maybe better wins. Throughout non-conference play, I mean, for San Diego, obviously that win over Arizona State was really the highlight of their non-conference schedule. And while they had some disappointing losses as well, um, it's a team that's been, you know, relatively successful here through non-conference play. Fresno State, though, obviously the better shooting team, better on the offensive side of things, coming to this one, a 55.7 effective field goal percentage on the year, and they're hitting 37 or 36.7 percent from beyond the arc. But on the defensive side of things, um, San Diego has looked very, very good. A 49.2 effective field goal percentage and only allowing 32.4% from beyond the arc, certainly edging out Fresno State, who's allowing 51 effective field goal percentage and a um, 33.7% three-point percentage. Granted, San Diego State hasn't even been a bad shooting team either, kind of glossing over that point, but a 46.5 effective field goal percentage in their own right from them, and they themselves are hitting 34.5% from beyond the arc. So certainly still a San Diego team that remains... Decent on that side of the ball, and really the key for San Diego in this game is going to be to push tempo, get up and down the court, run in transition. That's what they like to do, and that's one area that Fresno State has struggled. Certainly a team that likes to slow it down, play a slower style of basketball, and I do think it's a San Diego team that, especially at home here in this game, He's going to be very competitive. I like what I've seen out of him. We were on him at some point earlier in the season. I don't even remember what game it was at this point, Um, but I liked him in that performance. It's a San Diego team that defensively, I think is just going to control Fresno State in this game. Taking them over Fresno State here in this one. Now we head to Berkeley to close out the college basketball portion of the show. A little Pac-12 action here between Arizona and Cal for Arizona. Come into this game as the 7th overall team in the high the power ranking. Cal is the 126th overall team on the offensive side of things. Arizona gets the advantage here in this one, 6th overall, while Cal is the 74th overall team. Um, and defensively as well, Arizona gets the advantage in this game, 26th overall. Cal, the 182nd overall team obviously Arizona remains one of the top teams in the entire country and Cal won three games last year. So, you know, anything above that is an improvement, but, you know, they've looked strong here this season. Mark Madsen has done a really good job getting this program going and and headed back in the right direction. And certainly this is not going to be an easy opponent playing the top of the Pac-12 here to open up conference play. But it is a Cal team that I do have some hopes in as much as I do love this Arizona team. And they haven't been a terrible shooting team, a 50.9 effective field goal percentage on the year and hitting 33.8% from beyond the arc. Now, obviously Arizona is on another level when it comes to shooting a 57.8 effective field goal percentage and 38.9% from beyond the arc Uh, but I do think Arizona has some weaknesses on the defensive side of things particularly from the perimeter their three-point defense hasn't been you know the top of where it is especially on the offensive side of things Arizona allowing 34.3% from beyond the arc now Granted, Cal has struggled out there as well, allowing 37.4. Cal also giving up 51.8 effective field goal percentage while Arizona only allowing a 47.1. But nonetheless, with how big the spread is going into this game, I do think it's a Cal team that is going to be a lot more competitive than a lot of people think. And really, not only does it come from defending Arizona even a little bit and obviously making some of their shots. I mean, yeah, obviously make points. Don't let the other team make points and you win games. Um, But outside of that... (laughs) Cal just needs to slow it down, play a much slower style of basketball because that's where they succeed and have had success here this season. Arizona, on the other hand, likes to push it up and down the court, score 90 points. I mean, if Cal just, you know, lets them do that and just run up and down the court it's going to be hard for them to keep up and they're probably not going to cover this spread but i think if cal can even show a ounce of defense and slow this game down a little bit even outside of the defense if their offense slows it down and controls the tempo of the game i think it's a game where cal can absolutely stay competitive and i don't think arizona is going to blow him out of the gym i'm taking cal to cover this big one here against arizona then switching gears over to college football. We head down to the Gator Bowl as Clemson takes on Kentucky for Clemson. Coming to this game is the 14th overall team in the odds of a power ranking. Kentucky is the 20th overall team on the offensive side of things. Clemson gets the advantage here in this game. 20th overall, while Kentucky is the 24th overall team um, defensively Two very close teams as well. Clemson 22nd overall. Kentucky is the 24th overall team here coming into this game. And really overall for both these teams have had decently successful successful seasons relatively sort of I mean Clemson certainly not at one point in the season in the offseason I was saying I thought Clemson could go in with the national title obviously Duke put those hopes to rest week one um in that absolute demolition of of this clemson team but nonetheless it is a clemson team um that found relative success here this season cape colinick um not a terrible quarterback and, and was able to, to you know do decent things with this team this season and overall clemson did a pretty good job moving the ball up and down the field offensively this year 29.2 points per game is what they were averaging but you know as far as kentucky goes not exactly the end to the season they wanted. Obviously, started out very, very hot and, and kind of struggled down the stretch. It's kind of the opposite of what Clemson did, winning some games late there. Um, but is it still a Kentucky team and a Devin Leary-led offense that looked good here this season, putting up 28.6 points per game? You know, we're fairly strong there. Obviously, Ray Davis in the running back room is a big reason why they were able to have success there. So definitely a guy they're going to lean on and, and rely on here. Um, you know, NFL hopes at the moment doesn't sound like he's going to be sitting out this game. So. Relying on him is a big part of Kentucky's game plan here for this game. But, you know, overall, it is a Kentucky offense that I do love, you know, with Stoops up in the air on whether he was going to go to Texas A&M or not. All of that nonsense seems like he's firmly back in Lexington at this point. Um, and I think the, the, that that drama kind of passed us. It is a Kentucky team um, outside of all that that I have liked this season. Offensively, I think they're good. And I think going up against Clemson in this game, we see a good performance out of Kentucky, taking them over Clemson here in this one. No, do it here for Friday's show. And if you want to see more sports betting action for everything going on today, head over to hottipbest.com Take a look at the computer model picks up on the website. We got college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the social links down below, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, to stay up to date with everything that's going on over there, as well as if you're watching here on YouTube. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification, so you don't miss out on any future uploads. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know if you guys are betting on here for Friday's card. And thank you so much for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow.